Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. It's time. It's time to have real, honest, open, difficult, and inspiring conversations. It's time for Love and Life on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. The family I was sharing with you, we've got some things to talk about, right? Well, I've invited a good friend to talk with us about these things. His name is Terry Hodges. He is an actor, a comedian, and an entertainer. He's appearing in iconic movies such as Malcolm X and multiple TV shows, including The Cosby Show, Russell Simmons' Dev Comedy Jam, BET's Comic View, like you name it, you've seen him in it. Okay, he's been a host of some iconic shows as well, but he's here to talk with us tonight about the world of black entertainment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are we ready for this conversation, family? <laughs> I invite you to the conversation with none other than Terry Hodges. Well, hey there. Hey, how are you doing? I like that um, Billy D. Williams. That thing. clip. Oh, I love Billy D. Williams. It's- Love is nothing. <laughs> I like that. I see you like that. Y'all see. You know what? Everybody loves that clip. I love that clip, but it's so that is iconic. It's legendary. legendary. You know what's one that's you know really legendary is one when Billy Holiday is singing in the nightclub the very first time they meet and he put the money out, handed it to her and he said, you want my arm to fall off and all of the women in the theater started screaming back in the day. <laughs> Did they? <laughs> if, well, that, you know what? I don't doubt that because Billy D, he was the man. He was he was that man. Yeah. He definitely was that man. So, Terry, OK, I was sharing with our family members. We've got some things to talk about. There's so much going on right now in black entertainment. Um, I'm just going to throw out some names. Uh okay. And let's get into some things. Family, now you know how we do. We are all having this conversation. But um, I thought we should just dig deep and see what's, what, what we're all thinking, what's going on. We're talking about Cat Williams. We're talking about Kelly Price. We're talking about T.D. Jakes. We're talking about Jonathan Majors. We're talking about all of it. All of it. All of it in this hour. So, Terry, you were sharing with me and you said, oh, you ain't ready for this conversation. So share with our family members, please, your thoughts on what's going on right now. We just got into 2024. Um, I think um, where, where, where do we start? Where do we where do you want to start? I mean, we start wherever you want to start, because there's a lot to unpack. Well, I think the most the most recent thing is um, the Cat Williams um Episodes. I don't know if I want to say episode of situation. Well, no, uh, Kelly is more recent. That, but it's all it all took yeah, place all, in this past week. Yes, um, but I'm sorry to interject. Go right ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's 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 it's, it's kind of he's not necessarily. Here's the thing: the problem that I have with um, Black America today, and especially with um, Black media, is that we airing out our dirty laundry to the world. Mm. And if you look at um, 99% of white media on social media, you don't see none of these stories. You don't see the TV Jake story. You don't see none of the puppy story. You know, it's almost like we, um, you know, against ourselves. 
Now, mm-hmm. in terms of um, Puff Daddy and TDJ, whether it's true or not, I don't know. Um, I don't think we should be the one, uh, at, at least be the only race that's talking about it. You know, um, you think everybody should be talking about it? Well, yeah. I mean, if, if it's at the end of the day, if, if if your if your race is the only one that's castracizing your own race, you know, it's like you. I don't know if I'm making sense. I'm trying. I'm trying to say, I just don't think that we should. Okay, perfect example. Uh, Jaguar Wright. I guess I'm pronouncing her name right. To mm-hmm. me personally, enough is enough already. It's like every week is somebody that they throw on under the bus, you know, and it's like, okay, is this person, is that person, okay, then um, now, you know, it's Will Smith, it's this, it's that. And by the way, I'm not saying that they're wrong and saying that these people didn't do what they are accused of being doing, but I just think it's just too much when it comes to Black folks, um, you know, really, really... Um, we promoting it more than anybody, you know, okay. the same thing like, even like with Bill Cosby, for example. Up in the Playboy Mansion back in the 60s and the whole night, they've been that was been they've been doing that ever since the 30s. You know, ever since, you know, they opened up the Playboy Club. And, and, the, and the point being is the world knew about it. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? But it's like, OK, certain things. So now. There's more black people that criticize him more than white folks. For example, he gave $20 million to Morehouse College. And they took everything that was related to his name, they took it down, but they didn't, they didn't get that $20 million back. Ah, uh, family. You know, so even when, even when you look at Cat Williams, there are things that Cat Williams said that I know for absolute fact is true. He's right mm-hmm. about that. But to turn around and say, I like Earthquake, um, and I think he's funny, but then turn around and say, but he's illiterate, he can't read. That, to me, that was unnecessary. That was an unnecessary shot. Mm-hmm. Um, to even talk about Chris Tucker and Epstein, um, when I just did my research to find out the plane that they actually was on Epstein's jet was actually going to Africa. It didn't go to that particular fire. It didn't uh-huh. go there. It went to Africa, you know. So to throw all of these suggestions out and to throw all, all of these accusations, and I'm just, I'm sticking up for black folk. And what I mean mm-hmm. by that is, whether they're right or wrong, I don't think we should be the ones that's parading it in the media like we're well, doing. Who do you think should parade it in the media? Nobody. Okay, you're, you're, so the point you're making is that you don't feel like it should be paraded at all, that we're airing dirty laundry. Right, and, and it's okay. just like like, like T.D. Jakes. Okay, when you go back and look at um, pastors from back in the day, the only thing I feel that he's guilty of now, when you look at pastors and you look at religion, and I don't think he had no business being at a PDD party. I don't, from the pastors that I kind of grew up with, I don't, I, if anything, I would accuse him of, of being at the party. I don't think a man of the cloth should be hanging out at no P. Diddy party. But what he did or what he didn't do, nobody really knows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Family, we're talking about some things. We're talking about Black entertainment. That's what we're talking about. 
And uh, I'm inviting you to the conversation as I always do. We're talking about everything that's in the headlines right now. We're talking about Cat Williams and the responses from uh, from everybody to everything that he shared in his interview with Shannon Sharp, the podcast titled um, Club Shay Shay, to be exact. We're talking about Kelly Price and the comments that she shared. We're talking about T.D. Jakes. We're talking about Jonathan Majors and everybody else who is a person of color. Well, no, specifically black. I will say that um, because in this past week, we've had we've had a lot that was shared, a lot, a lot, a lot that was shared in the media. Um, so I'm just curious to know what you think and how you feel. I'm inviting you to join the conversation. Family, if you'd like to give us a call, feel free to do that. You can do so by dialing 215 six three four eight zero six five you can even call us toll free by dialing one eight six six three six one zero nine hundred um so i was sharing with you terry when you and i had the conversation that i'm challenged with um understanding how we got here um i'm challenged with understanding how and i mean that as a people how we got to the point where what we're doing is pointing at the next person and 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 um, pointing out what we believe or what we feel is wrong about that person. Um, I, I'm I'm curious to know. That's quite all right. I'm curious to know what we're doing. What are we doing? And I and I and it's not just it's just it is not just happening in entertainment. It's not. But, you know, I always tell you, I love us. I love us. I love us. And I always say that I feel like um, we no longer know who we are. We know we don't know our power and we don't know who we are to one another. We don't know who uh, we just don't know. We don't know who we are. And um, so I'm curious to know what you think and how you feel. Um, we do have. Well, actually, we do have a family member who's joining us on the phone. On our phone lines, uh, Nicole is calling from California on line one. Hi there, Nicole. Welcome to the conversation. Hi, Carol. How are you? Hi, Terry. Hi. How are you? Hi. Hi. Well, Happy thank you. Here. I love my family. Um, I just wanted to quickly call in. I actually, I live in Burbank and I'm in production and just thinking about the comment um, that you made, Mr. Terry, like I agree uh, with you to an extent, but even just from my own experience in the meet black media space, it's just really disappointing sometimes because sometimes we are our worst enemy, our own worst enemy. And, you know, I think the whole age of like covering things up is a part of the problem. Just like in our families, like poor behavior, we were taught to cover it up, to cover up our family members and things like that. And I feel like that's the dynamic you know, that we're trying to like make a culture shift in the entertainment space to say, hey, this is not okay. Like, yes, it, it may have been going on for years and things like that, but what's wrong is wrong. And I think right now we're in a time where we need to call it out and expose it so things can get better for our future generations because a lot of people didn't do that for us. I'm not an actress or anything like that, but honestly, and, and I'll be fully transparent. You know, I've worked on, you know, black sets and, you know, and non-black sets, and I've had the worst experiences with our own people. 
in our own community. Mm. And, you know, and it's disappointing because I was excited, you know, to work with our team and to see people that look like me because you don't get that often. But <laughs> you get the, like, the worst type of experience. And I think that's something, <laughs> excuse me, that even Taraji P. Henson even spoke to in terms of like, hey, you're thinking you're going to say, although it's Warner Brothers that the issue was really with, but you're on the set with, you know, The Color Purple, which is an iconic black film, but you're not getting the bare minimum and things like that. And so it's like, do you speak on it to change it, you know, and expose it? Or do you stay quiet with Bill Cosby? Mm -hmm. Do you speak on it to change the behavior, to change that culture? Or do you just be quiet and, you know, get along just to get along? You know what I mean? So it's like, what mm. do you do to make things better? And I think that's where we're in a time now. We're trying to make things better. We're not just trying to do what we need to do. We have to make it better now. But that's all I have to say. <laughs> mm. No, well, thank you, Nicole. Thank you so much uh, for that commentary. Go right ahead. I'm sorry. Nicole, I think I think you, you are 100% correct. I can't um, go against what you said. I think you're right on what you're saying. I think that we should, before we put a lot of information out there, uh, we should thoroughly know what's right and what's wrong. For example, uh, when Cat when Williams talks about um, Kevin Hart being a plant and that he just came out to California, well, that's not true. And if you go back to the history of comedians, all the way back from Dick Gregory to Richard Pryor to Red Fox and the whole nine, you make names for yourself in Philadelphia, New York, or where you are, and you become so popular that California sends for you and you go out there. And Kevin Hart was one of those people that a lot of people don't know. He was brilliant and became a star through the internet first. And once he had like millions and millions of followers through the internet, so by the time he did go to California, he was he already had five or six million um, um, followers on the internet. He was already an internet so-called, you know, sensation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it wasn't like he just went out there and he was a nobody. And next thing you know, he had he had all this stuff set up for him. No, he he was so brilliant with the Internet that when he did movies and televisions for the publicity, they had to pay him to use his followers for the advertising. Mm. Mm, I did not but know that. But if you listen to Cat, it's like, oh, he just came out there and he just a plant and he the Illuminati or whatever you want to say. And I'm a, I'm a Cat Williams fan. And like I say, there's things that he said about Steve Harvey and, and, and um, uh, um, Ricky Smiley that I personally know is true. So it ain't okay. like I'm going against Cat. I know for a fact that what he said about Steve is true. I know. And then you can look at um, the stuff that even the joke about Cedric the Entertainer, by me being a comedian, I can see that Cedric stole that joke. Mm. Oh, wow. Wow. I do want to go back to our phone lines. We have another family member. James is calling from North Philly online, too. Hi, James. Welcome to the conversation. Uh, good, uh, good evening. Um, I would like to say that we have to realize that these entertainers, um, Cat Williams, Kevin Hart, these, the, all the entertainers, African-American who are at the forefront. Now, we got to remember, I'm going to keep it short. They are known all over the world. So anything 
that is reflected in a negative manner across our African-American entertainers affects the mind. What we have to do is come together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Simply put. Simply put. James, thank you. Man. We have to come together. Uh, I, I love you all. And now all that now remember controversy is money mm. <laughs> in this game. Oh, it is. It is that. It definitely is that. Well listen. I love you all. James, we have love for you as well. Family, here we are. The conversation has begun. We're talking about Black entertainment, the world of Black entertainment. That's what we're talking about. Welcome. If you have just joined us, you're tuned in to Love and Life right here on WURD with yours truly, Carol Riddick. We are talking with actor, comedian, and entertainer Terry Hodges in this hour. It's a conversation that we're all vested in because we're talking about this is life. This is life. This is us. We're talking about us right now. I do want to share that the beautiful Shirley Bryant is joining us from Florida and she sends love to the family. We send some right back to you. Uh, Raphael Suleiman is joining us as well. He says, good evening, family. Good evening to you as well. And um, Joey Parham, he's sharing. This is an awesome interview. Thank you, Joey. Thank you so much. For that, so happy to have you uh, join us. Malcolm is sharing that he's still watching the Cat Williams interview in bits and pieces, and it is so messy so far. Yeah, I, 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 y'all family, I'll tell you. Well, Eric has a comment. He shares good evening and welcome, Mr. Hodges. I think that sometimes we as black people tend to pull each other down, just like crabs. Cat is good at what he does, but whether he's right or wrong, real or wretched, he shouldn't stir the pot so much. Better to keep friends than to create new enemies. Um, Henry comments, what happens in the house stays in the house. Divide and conquer. How true is it about black men to get ahead by wearing a dress? And do you think Hollywood makes black men feminine and uh, black women angry on these reality shows? Well, you know what? That's a question we're going to address when we come back from a commercial break. Family, it's time for us to take just a short break, but we're coming right back. Know that the phone lines are still open. You know you know we're welcoming you to this conversation and feel free to continue to comment on our socials. Henry, we're going to talk about that when we come back. And family, I see uh, some other comments too. I'm going to share those as well. Stay with us though, because we're coming right back. You're listening to Love and Life with Carol Riddick on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. family. Welcome back. You are tuned in to Love and Life right here on WURD with yours truly, Carol Riddick. We are talking with Terry Hodges, actor, comedian, and entertainer. And we're talking about the world of Black entertainment. There's a lot that is 
been shared in the past week, there's a lot that has taken place. I will say that in the past week with a lot of comments um, made um, by some of our more well-known entertainers. And I'm just curious to know, I'm, I'm opening the door to the conversation because I'm, I'm curious to know what you think and how you feel about that. I am going to go to our socials in a moment, but one of our family members is on the phone line waiting to join the conversation. Um, Karen from North Philly is on line one. Hi there. Thank you so much for calling. Hi, Carol. I want you to know I'm always listening. I rarely look up to call. And I love your voice. You have a magnetic voice made for radio broadcast, actually. And it's going to take you a lot of places. Mr. Terry, what I don't understand, okay, someone called me up Saturday because they know I'm a prude and I'm a researcher and I never spend time looking at TV. I haven't owned a TV in 18 to 20 years. So he says to me, the gentleman says, Karen, did you hear about T.D. Jakes? I said, what? He said, did you... Did you hear about it? I was like, no, what, what is the problem? You know, and I, I made a euphorism. And he says, no, I'm not going to say you go on the Internet and find it. So when I want to find something about people, I go to TikTok. Not to give them any scrub, but they should be buying, buying time when you're stationed. Mm-hmm. And what I saw, I'll just snatch a term from what's his name? Um, Don't believe your lying eyes. Mm. I could not believe it. It's as if, Terry, these people don't know. People have video cameras on them at all times. See, it can be sent. There was at least 20 seeds of different relationships that he was in at Diddy's party. And the behavior and the body language. I mean, okay, what you do in your privacy, all preachers have felt, felt, you know, fall short. We all fall short in our behavior at times. But you don't want that on video. I wouldn't even want it on video, and I'm not even a preacher. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when in a world is full of voyeurs and video uh, access, are these people on a substance or in a spell or something? They don't realize they're being recorded? You got to see it for yourself, because I got to tell you something. I had I was not prepared. My seatbelt had not been fastened, and I hadn't taken any medicine that day. But it's outrageous that responsible career-seeking adults, whether it's in the church or on the stage, could perform that way and be captured and published. You know what I'm saying? Now, what's the... I'm sorry, you go ahead. What do you say to this? I was saying that if if you heard the beginning of the show, that was one of the things that I said, that he had no business being in that setting in terms of being a man of the cloth. I heard you say that, but there's like 25 different scenes. It wasn't all the same clothing. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure he <laughs> changes clothes between the different photos and videos. So I'm saying to you, even the way they behaved in front of his parishioners when Tyler Perry gave him the million dollars. Do you know about that? Yes, I do. Yeah, I do. Okay. Uh-huh. Then you've seen what I saw that I imagine, right? Yeah, I've I've seen exactly what you're saying. I think I kind of need to clear myself up. I've been talking to my daughter. She brought up a good point. And I guess what I'm really trying to say is I see and you help you guys help me because that doesn't make me to be right what I'm getting ready to say. But I don't see a lot of other races that put their dirty laundry out like we're doing right now. 
it's just every time you turn around, it's, it's somebody different. Is this? Is that? And it's like with this social media thing, it's like you can go. Me and Carol talked about it earlier. You can go on a lot of these white social medias and you don't see none of this. But it's blasted. Cat Williams got last time I knew it was like either 15 to 16 million. And, and I understand more than that now of, of people talking about it, you know, and the and, and, and majority of them probably black. And I haven't seen Cat Williams interview yet, but I will say to me, all this, all the way back to who was the first one, uh, O.J. Simpson, all the way back to there, every two or three years, I call it modern day lynchings. That's what I call it. Exactly. There's no black man in the last 40 years that white America loved more than O.J. Simpson, Bill Cosby, and Michael Jackson. And look what they did to don't, don't and James Brown, yeah, James hey. Brown. My, yeah, Michael, <sighs> yeah, all of them. You know, in some some area, it was mysterious the way. And you know what? Maybe we as a people need to petition that this is stop because we know who controls the networks. It's not us. We don't control. Yeah, but we the ones that are doing all the talking, though. That's the thing that hurts me is that we are. When when that, I look that at Cat Williams, that I'm discussing this is that hurtful. And I'm even bringing it. Oh, no, 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 no. This is this is encouragement. You know, yeah, this is encouragement because we have to when I say talk. Well, let me put it in a better word. And you're not gossiping. We're just having a conversation. When you look at the gossip, every time Uh you turn around, Jaguar, right. She's talking about this person, that person. You know, I mean, look at the song. What was that song about Abusha Wenzel? I mean, what do you expect? No, that that was actually another artist. That was that was ja- uh, Jasmine Sullivan. But yeah, oh, that wasn't that. Jaguar. Okay, no, no, that wasn't. Well, I, I've said enough, but I do believe that we need to petition the networks. We need to show a strong because a lot of people were like me; they don't know anything about it right now. There's a lot of people who have no clue what we're talking about. Okay, no okay let me say this. Let me say this, and that's that's exactly why I'm saying. If you put something out there, let it be the truth because people just see this stuff and they hear it and they just go with it. And it, it don't necessarily be true. A lot of it's true. And I'm talking about, I'm not talking about TV Jakes and all that. But when you talk about Cat Williams and the stuff that he talked about, there's a lot of stuff that he said that's true, but there's a lot of that's not true, but it's out there now. And well, and, and to that point, um, these entertainers, that we mentioned, this stuff has been shared on social media. This, so this is this is the information right. highway. All of this stuff has been shared on the internet, where you know you can put anything on the internet and not be held accountable. That's right. the world in which we live. That, that, but you know, that's the question that I have. Like, so, so, um. What do we do? What do we do? This is the information highway about which we speak. And Karen, I'm so sorry. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you. Thank you very much for calling and for joining the conversation. Family, I've invited you to do the same. Know that you are welcome to join this conversation. We're just talking. We're just sharing. I was going to ask a question, but I'm not. I want to share what our family members are are saying and what they're sharing. Um, uh, uh, Henry, we're going to get back to the statement you made about black men wearing dresses, but I want to make sure that our other family members are acknowledged as well. Nasir shares, uh, we black people have to stop being like crabs in a barrel and we must learn to lift each other up, period. 
just period. Uh, Ms. Joanne Dorman is joining us and she's sending peace and blessings to everybody. Malcolm shares, I believe that thing about the dresses. This whole society is all about emasculating the black man. And Chip is just sharing that he's sending love. He is sending love. Uh, Nicole follows up her phone call with a question. Mr. Terry, what do you think is a better solution to some of the issues that Cat Williams mentioned, uh, specifically stealing jokes and taking shortcuts in comedy? Well, he's right about that. You know, there's a lot of people that steal jokes and, and, and they get to that certain success. Like, for example, Mark Corey. If you look at the things that Mark Corey did, Steve followed him. Steve mirrored him. As a matter of fact, one, Steve, Steve Harvey called me one day. He said, hey, man, I need a ride to um, the Apollo Theater. He was at Kennedy Airport, and he asked me, could he stay at my house? And I told him yes. And I took him to the Apollo Theater to meet with Mark Corey. And he met with Mark, and he called me on the phone. He said, hey, Mark Corey got me a hotel room. I won't need to stay with you. I said, okay, cool. Mark was hosting Showtime at the Apollo at that time. Right after that, guess who the next host was? Steve Mm -hmm. Harvey. So Mark was there for Steve Harvey. I personally noted that that happened because I was there. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I think I think what hurt and I don't know this for a fact, but I think what hurts people like Mark Corey and they come out and talk about it is that when you help somebody like Steve and these people and they have enormous success mm-hmm. and don't reach back and help you, because after hanging with Mr. Cooper, uh, Mark Corey fell on extreme hard time. And it wasn't until recently, over the last couple of years, I say the last two years to be exact, that Cat Williams helped him out and put him out on tour with him. And he's been able to, you know, bounce back on, you know, on his feet. But mm-hmm. I know for a fact that Mark Corey was there for him. Mm. And, so I'm sorry. No, no, you go ahead. So I'm sorry for interrupting. No, so go right ahead. Talk about it. So much no, go right about. ahead. Go right ahead. So. Um, I went to um, Dallas, Texas. Steve Harvey had a comedy club in Dallas, Texas called Buku Rays. So um, I used to go down there and perform. It's in Dallas. And the day that Steve Harvey got the phone call that he was host, he was going to be the new host of Showtime at the Apollo. I was with him that day. Okay. Six months before that, him and his wife, his second wife, they had visited me in, in New York and I it was her birthday. They used to have a play called Diary of a Black Man. Mm-hmm. My cousin was the producer of that play. I took them to the play. After that, I took them to a concert with the OJs and the Whispers. They had never been in New York before. To this day now, he tells people that's one of the best times he ever had in New York. So when he got to be the host of Showtime at the Apollo, like I said, I was with him. When I went to the Apollo Theater to see him do host the show, I was because I used to do the warm-ups for the show. Come out, let the people know who's on the show the whole night. Mm-hmm. I didn't know to 30 years later, last year, when I was watching how he talked about his motivational speeches, how he was homeless and this, that, and the other. I didn't know all this time because he had acted real strange and funny when I went to see him at the Apollo. And his wife didn't even speak to me. Okay. I didn't know till last year. When he was talking, he said when he got to the Apollo, he told him he didn't want the warm up act on the show, which was me. Uh, uh, uh. And it's like that's it. So 
I know how, and I'm going to say it, I know how cruddy he can be, even with the situation with Bernie Mac. I know because I've experienced it. So here's the thing. As I'm listening to you share your personal experiences, as we've been listening to others share, have you had a conversation with Steve? Like, so my, here I am. My challenge with all of this is um, how we will talk amongst one another. We will talk with the mass. We will talk with others. But do we address it with the person with whom we have the issue? That's that's the biggest challenge for me. I, I believe we should all be held accountable for our actions. But I I believe that in order to get past whatever the experience or the issue is, that we need to address it with the individual with whom it is it involves. Um, what I want to do, though, if you give me one moment. Uh, no, no, no. Go right ahead. Go ahead, Terry. I'm sorry. Well, here's my thing, because. My thing is this. I never talked. I never talked to him about it because, mind you, I didn't find out to a year ago. This was 30 years ago. I didn't find oh, out to right, right, right. one of his motivational speeches. OK, but I'm saying it now because we're having a dialogue, but I never. Would go into the public. I mean, I'm on the public now, but right. I never I'm never the type of person that's going to air, air, air it out to the whole world. I mean, I'm doing it now, but because we're talking, but. There are certain things you like you say you handle, you know, public, there's a lot of lot of issues that I've had in show business. And, and the young lady who called the first time, she was correct about. I mean, I have I used to do the Apollo Theater mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I hosted all of the shows at the Apollo Theater. I would get paid two weeks after the show was over with. When I started doing Radio City Music Hall, the Beacon Theater, Westbury Music Fest, started doing all of the white theaters. I was getting paid. 50% of the money before I did the show and the other 50% of the money right before I went went on stage. So, mm. you know, I, I've always, and I and I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it because she was right. There have been times I've been treated a hundred times better with white folks than my own kind. Mm. As a matter of so, fact, if you go, go ahead. You, well, sorry. I want to ask you in response to the question that she asked, what do you, what do you think, um, what do you, what do you think is a, is a better solution? She she was asking, what do you think is a better solution to some of the issues that Kat mentioned in on the podcast? Like, uh, I, evidently, he doesn't have somebody around him to say, hey, don't do this or don't don't do this or don't do that. One of the things that's hurting the black community in America today is that there is no black community. When mm-hmm. we were growing up, you had you had if you had two brothers, you didn't have two brothers in the black community. You had 20 brothers. Because mm-hmm. the people, the whole neighborhood was a community. If you curse somebody out three blocks away, before you even got home, your parents knew that you were cursing. You know, Everything. we don't have, a, you live next door to a black person, but that that's, and you might not even know the black person that you live in next door to. You know, mm-hmm. so one of the things, the leadership, there's no leadership in the community anymore. You know, a lot of things, I learned how to carry a well, girl's I was about to say, you just talked about our uh, one of our most widely known uh, bishops out at the parties. So at, at the parties, yeah. when I was growing up, the preachers that I knew would never be at no party. You weren't going to never see no preacher at no disco or none of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew mm-hmm. how I knew how to treat a lady. I knew how to walk 
the lady walk on the inside of the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. I walk on the outside of the sidewalk. When I was in elementary school, you was happy if a girl let you carry her books home. Mm, well, we are so far. You, you, and that's to what we're speaking. We're so far no, from that. We're living I, in a different day and age. I want to interject for just one moment, Terry. Um, family, hi there. Welcome to the conversation. Welcome if you have just joined us. You're tuned in to Love and Life right here on WURD. We're talking about the world of Black entertainment. That's what we're talking about. You, I, In the event you are unfamiliar, there have been a lot of our entertainers that have voiced um, several things. They've shared a lot on social media in the past week. We came into 2024 uh, just with a bang quite honestly. And we're talking about it. That's what we're doing. So I'm inviting you to the conversation as always, as always, but especially on tonight, because I want to know what you think and how you feel. Um, Know that the phone lines are open and feel free to continue to comment on our socials. But whatever you do, stay with us because we're coming right back. You're listening to Love and Life on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. Well, hey there, family. Welcome back. You are tuned in to Love and Life with yours truly, Carol Riddick, right here on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media, on air and online at wordradio.com. Family, I see your comments. Harold shares he is completely done with Cat Williams. Um, he said that's it. That's it for him. That's enough. He didn't like his last uh, special on Netflix. And he shares that he believes that Cat is bitter and jealous. And Nicole shares that uh, she believes that our people are speaking out now because we disrespect each other. We hurt our own community all without any resolve. So do they just shut up and sing or stand up and speak up? It's interesting. Eric shares, you're right, Terry. Others leave that to TMZ and we as black people sprint to social media and we sling mud on our own people for views, money and exposure. And Satan is just sitting back reveling in our actions. That's interesting. Eric shares, Flip Wilson did it in the 60s and he made it funny, shocking as well. But nowadays it's deemed as a strong sense of black buffoonery. Flip Wilson maybe had to do it. Yes, it can be funny. However, nowadays, it's not really necessary. Um, Henry shares, as a response to the conversation about T.D. Jakes, the Bible says, avoid the very appearance of sin. So he too believes that T.D. Jakes should not be in these parties. Um, And he says, yeah, Mark had his own show. Then Steve had his show. That's from Harry, Harry Wims, who follows that up with saying this is better than TMZ. Well, thank you for that. We we do uh, appreciate that. So here we are. We're talking about uh, the world of black entertainment, because if you've been if you've seen any bit of social media in the past week, there's a lot that has taken place, a lot that is going on. Cat Williams, Kelly Price, T.D. Jakes, Jonathan Majors, just to name a few. There's just stuff that's been said, just stuff that is going on. And it's just there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. Uh, Karen spotted Eagle share solution. Motown and Gamble and Huff coached, groomed and watched out for entertainers that changed with Don King and Mike Tyson, we need to insist our entertainers go back to what works versus what does not. 
Wow. Um, Sherry, cousin, hey there, cuz, in Atlanta shares, we need to stop spreading that rhetoric about the Black community. My community is predominantly Black with educated, hardworking, caring families with mothers and fathers. We cannot carry the entire Black race, but I live in a Black village. I love that we're talking about this. I do. I do. I love that we are talking about this because I think it's so necessary and I think it's so important. Um, I want to go back to Nicole's, uh, the message that Nicole shared. Terry, what do you believe? What do you believe? What do you uh, feel about this? I believe that our people are speaking out now because we disrespect each other, hurt our own community, all without to any resolve. She asks, she's asking all of us. So do they just shut up and sing or stand up and speak up? Well, I think hmm. people, I think people should be called or called out on what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I just think mm-hmm. that I think what it's a thin line for me when a lot of people are calling people out with no facts and just to be calling people out. You know, that, okay. that, that, that's a lot of that. Because if you, you look at, um, um, Cat Williams, um, interview, 45% of it ain't true. Maybe 55% of it is true. Even when you talk about Tiffany Haddis. Okay, you, you up here talking about, oh, you can't remember a joke that Tiffany Haddis ever said. And you, you throwing mud on Tiffany Haddis. But you the same guy who put her on her first tour. The first major tour she ever did was with Cat Williams. He brought her out on tour before um, Road Trip. So, but now you turn it around. She's had success. She's doing this. She's doing. Now you turn it around, dogging her out. So, okay. So, what's the solution? What What is the solution here that we? And well, he, he a, yeah. What wait, is What is the solution? Because we're, I feel like we're doing in this conversation. We're beginning to do the same thing. We're talking about. Yeah, I agree. You know what we're doing wrong. That's what I was getting there when I was talking about the community. I mean, we, we, mm-hmm. we as a people, I don't care what nobody said, we not where we were. We, we not where we were 20 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, when we had a black community where people looked out for it. And there were certain things you could say, certain things you couldn't say, certain things you could do, certain things. We don't have the leadership anymore. There's no leadership. I don't so see. And, and the leader, hold up, the leadership necessarily didn't come from Martin Luther King or Malcolm X, the leadership came from my own parents and our grandparents. I'm 60, I'll be 67 years old. I want to interject because we're we're getting close to the end of the show, but in saying that statement, so what you're saying is, uh, number one, that we, we need to do better. We don't have leadership is what you're saying. Right. So, <laughs> I have something I want to say that's very important. Well, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'll come back to it. I'm 60. I'll be 67 years old. I've been in show business 35 years. I've never smoked, never drank, never been high a day in my life. You know why? Because the junkies on the street corners used to tell me, little boy, I don't ever want to see you doing this. Don't never do that. That's the, even even the junkies in the winos when I grew up was encouraging you not to live that life. So same here. But my, my the question I'm asking is, what do we do? How do we do better? What do we what do we do from here? I have that same experience. I, I, I've shared that with our family members, too. And I'm in agreement with you. It's a different world. So we're we're in agreement. We're all in agreement on that with that. We're, it's a different world right now. 
So how do we get back to that? What do we do? And I'm not saying don't don't misunderstand me because I'm not saying that you're the oracle or that you're the you know, you have the answer. I want well, I want to say that because I'm I'm asking you the question specifically. So I want to make it clear that, you know, to you and to our family members that I'm not saying that that you have the, you know, the answers and you're the end all be all. But I'm curious to know your opinion. I just think somehow we got to come back to the community. We got to come back to love each other more. We got to come back. We have to, we have, and more so now than ever before, because with all of the immigrants coming in and we down on, you know, on, on the food chain. Black you mean people, we as black people are, yeah, are man, lower on the food chain? Yeah, you know, we on the bottom. And we don't, right now in America, we have nowhere to go but up. Mm-hmm. And we need to come together and love each other. When you look at the, the, the Black Panther Party, when you look at Malcolm X, when you look at Martin Luther King, when you look at our parents, our grandparents, mm-hmm. our grandfathers who went to work every day, did this and did. We were mm-hmm. a family. We were together. We were. So do you see that happening? I, I'm with you Again, on that. I, 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 OK, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping and praying that we can get back to that because that is the only answer is us saving us. Now, I'm in agreement with that, too. But I'm asking you for your personal opinion. Do you think we will? You think we can get there? I'm yes. hopeful and I'm prayerful, yes. too. You think yes. we can? I, I think okay. I think com- I think conversations mm-hmm. like this helps it. Putting mm-hmm. it out there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the beautiful thing that I like what you said is I'm not the oracle. I don't know. It's just my opinion. But I think mm-hmm. conversations like this is exactly what we need. And, mm-hmm. and, and there's no the leadership in the black is going to come from everybody. It's not going to be just one person. Yeah, we, we well, like you said, Terry, you made a, a very a very poignant statement. You were talking about the black family. We've gotten so far away from black families. We've gotten so far away. We don't. I'm, I don't know that I've even heard a young adult even say the name, the word matriarch or patriarch. You right. know, when you talk about leadership, you know, there was there's a lineage. And then our families, you know, we, we talk about, well, we, what we learned, it was passed down. It was passed down. It was passed down. And unfortunately, what's being shared now is totally different from the principles and the ideals that were shared with us and that was passed down um, to us, to our generation. So I'm, I'm hopeful, I'm prayerful, but I'm also fearful at the same time. I'm not living in fear, but I do have challenges when we have moments like this or a week like the week we just had, because I was sharing earlier that it's challenging to me uh, to understand why we feel it necessary to run to social media. I'm not saying that we should not share how we feel. That is not what I'm saying. I want to be clear, family. What I'm saying is the, the way we choose to do it. Um, I feel like we've got to do better in that regard, because I feel like we need we had better come together. We, we had better. better come together. But we need to learn how to talk to one another. We need to learn how to talk to each other. I need to learn how to come to you and say, Terry, listen, I need to have a conversation with you. And it's, it's, it's really sensitive for me. And it may very well be sensitive to you, but I need to share with you how I'm feeling. I need to know how to do that. We need to know how to do that. We need to learn how to do that with one another. Now, you're my friend. We've been friends for years. So I've already done that with you. But, you know, <laughs> but, but we need to do that as a people, family, family. You know, I don't want to say goodnight to you, but that time has come. That time has come. Terry, will you come back and visit with us and talk some more about the world you. and everything? I would love to. 
You would. Thank everybody for listening. And like I said, it doesn't make me right. It's just my opinion. And I do feel that we can come together like we did. Our grandparents did it and they had nothing. They had they had less than we did. They didn't have nothing. They had, they had less. And they had dignity. Yeah. They they had other things. They had less than we did. Yeah. Right. They, yeah, they had a lot because we wouldn't be they didn't have anything. But right. I, I overstand with the point you're making, I understand. Um, family, 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 family. Here we are. Praise God. Praise God from whom all blessings flow as we wrap tonight's episode. Uh, thank you. Just thank you to each and every one of you. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com.